0: But none of the things I do you can do at the Paralympics. Well you just have to adjust then, won't you? No, I refuse. I'm entirely legs. I've no upper body strength. I'm not I'm not having them fall off. <laughs> if anything my arms can leave, they're not good for anything.
1: <laughs> okay, fine. We'll trade arms no. for legs. Is this what we're at now? Yes. Okay. Well, hello and welcome to TV Lightly. <laughs> podcast of two as talking about books. Um, today it is Key of Light by Noah Roberts. It's the first one of the I think Key Trilogy or something of the sort.
0: The pleasure of your company is desired for cocktails and conversation 8 p.m. 4th of September Warriors Peak. When Mallory Price is issued with the above invitation she is naturally suspicious but with her overdrive ugh, but with her overdraft at a crisis limit and on the verge of losing her job she has little to lose by attending the event only Mallory is about to yeah, only Mallory is about to get more than she bargained for at Warrior's Peak she finds that she and two other women are the only guests of their mysterious hosts and they are told an amazing story of magic gods and goddesses of dem- three demigoddesses who have been cast into internal sleep their immortal souls placed under lock and key and in every generation three women are born who alone have the power to free them if they are prepared to accept the challenge.
1: Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Once again very dramatic. Very dramatic. It's the most dramatic. Oh, How did you come across that book?
0: I have literally no idea, but for some reason I bought all three of them. Like okay. in the same I have them in the same like series cover art and all that kind of thing. And I have had them for actually years for some, I've got the UK publication and this is the 2010 edition. And I don't think that,
2: I think I had it
0: before I moved to Malta. So yeah, I think it came out.
1: like I think it did come out in, in 2010, right? So. Mm. It was first published in 2003,
0: but I think I got it in oh, 2013. Okay. Yeah, 2003 in the United States and then in Britain in 2004. So, yeah. Oh. It's one of those books that I've just had for forever and literally the only book from, like, adult romance rather than, like, teen romance
1: yeah. It's the only
0: book i own in that, in that category. Okay. Everything else is like teen, teen romance, teen drama, or like, yeah, or it's a sci-fi novel. This is, I think I picked up a DJ Rob novel first, and that's Nora Roberts when she's writing thrillers, um, and then must have picked up one of her other books.
1: Slight segue into there. Mm. Okay, that's fair Yeah, I I only read it because it was your pick because Nora yeah. Roberts is definitely not something I would pick up by myself or actually finish, I think if I didn't have incentive mm-hmm. to, to keep going
0: Yeah, you didn't really seem to enjoy this
1: No, no, I, I can't say I did <laughs> I had multiple times where I just had to take a break and then just had to pump myself up, just going, yes, you've got to finish this. It'll be fine. Just finish it. Come on. We have I made it. Doing this, I have discovered just how different
0: our taste in books are. It's funny, isn't it? We have, like, quite a few crossovers, but really our, like, choice of books is, like, other ends of the spectrum. We've got some crossover in, like, fantasy, and that's, that's literally it. Yeah,
1: we we have to make a nice diagram for that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's something pretty waiting to happen.
0: Mm. I mean, like, you've got a couple of teen romance novels as well. Not quite. Yeah, like I a- mean,
1: most of the teen romance I have is in the uh, fantasy uh, c- category, I would say. Like, Yeah. If if I read... YA books, which I do a lot to a frightening <laughs> extent, I would say. And they all have to be in somewhere, either fantasy or sci fi, because otherwise they're just sad, depressing YA novels. I mean, I need at least some kind of stakes here. Yeah, the world has to be in
0: crisis to some level.
1: Yeah, because otherwise it's just the, the, the shitty world I have right here. Like, I don't need a book that I could look out the window. True.
0: I mean, these characters are substantially younger than you. Usually.
1: They yes. still have their life ahead of them. They can save the world. I don't know. I think reading books is a lot of escapism for me. I don't tend to read a lot of things that are awfully realistic.
0: Yeah, no, I would say reading is for the, the escapist factor. I did, will not read bibliographies. I don't read um, anybody's like real-life story. I don't want a historical story unless it's, like, history crossover. Like, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, rather than Pride and Prejudice.
1: Yeah. I mean, I did read Pride and Prejudice, too, but the zombie version is more fun, page. I admit that.
0: Literally 20 pages in.
1: I, <laughs> I mean, to not be fair, that fun. one is also a fictional book. It's not, like... that. Actually. Yeah, but it's more realistic. True, true. I will admit that the zombie version is much more fun.
0: Yeah, I am desperate to re-watch the movie. We should do that.
1: <laughs> yes, definitely. Agreed. Okay, so in terms of rating, what, what would you give this?
0: I'm going to say like a three and a half. Because there's not not a lot really happens. This book is just a comfort story for me, and I love it. But it's it's a three and a half star. Really. Okay. What about you?
1: I mean, I keep being pulled back and forth between one and a half and two stars. <laughs> hey, that's so mean. It's not mean. Oh, it's a that's... fucking bland book. If you could turn a piece of toast into a book, this would be the I book. love toast. What's wrong with you? It's not butter toast. It's not toasted toast. It's just the soggy three-day-old toast laying on the counter, looking at you like you're gonna eat me. Why or what? have you
0: ever let that? To- Why have you ever let toast go that far? And also, toast is required to be toasted; otherwise, it's just bread. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, the, I think this was just not for me. But also, I, I took offense to quite a few things in this book. There are a lot of markings I made in this book. I usually don't mark things a lot. I maybe put a put a bookmark somewhere for a funny quote or something. But I actually had to mark passages in this ebook because there was hey, so much. Hey, this is no across the universe. So you bring that star rating up and you bring your <laughs> attitude up. This is at least well-written. It's boring, but it's well-written. Yeah, but that's the issue. Across the universe was shitty because it was badly written. This one is shitty because it's written well, but the rest of it is just shitty.
0: No, Across the universe was shitty because it was poorly written. There was no character development. He was just trying to describe a cool situation in which he thought of, but didn't really execute an actual story.
1: Yeah, it's the same here. The characters here are all fucking bland. They're real people, though. <laughs> I, don't I will them people that are this boring. This is great. <laughs> All right, let's get into spoilers, because I think we can't fight about it anymore without giving stuff away. Sure, Although All right. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure who would be, like... This is not the kind of book where you have to worry about, oh, God, no, you, you spoiled the great <laughs> ending for me. Now I can't read it for myself. It really doesn't matter here, I think.
0: This is predictable, and that's why I love it. This is exactly fine. what I want in this kind of crisis. And that's that's perfectly fine. All right, let's go. Spoilers! We need to actually get a sound effect for that, for our transition. Sure, we'll do it in a couple of years. Yeah. Let me figure out how this whole thing works. (laughs) Uh, So, do you want to start, given you're very opinionated on it,
1: or shall I? I mean, honestly, the first Mark put down was on the fucking first page, (laughs) where I had to groan at the name of our main female protagonist, (laughs) Mallory Price. You get
0: so pissy about, you know, all the different, like, sci-fi names that are too out there, and now we've got somebody with an actual normal name, and you're like, nah, it's too normal, too boring, can't handle it.
1: It sounds super weird. I don't know why. Maybe because one of the other friends has a last name Steel, and that just brought me ringing to Fifty Shades of Grey, and then I was just like, what is this crap with last-minute awful names? One, this book was written...
0: Hundreds of years before
1: Fifty Shades of Grey. I know. I'm not saying that they're connected. I'm saying that my brain made the connection reading that and not being happy about it. Yeah? Well,
0: that's you, because Price is a very common American last name. Yeah.
1: It just... I don't know. Yes. So, I mean, we start out with the the cliché scene of a horror-looking castle in a windy storm with the lightning and thunder and all the dramatics, basically. And she points out how dramatic it was. Yeah. She says the, the cliché words of couldn't get any worse than this. And I was so much waiting for a boulder to just come down the hill and knock her over.
0: No, she runs into a deer instead.
1: Yeah. That that never really gets explained. Either. I don't know if that's oh, just not in this book, effect.
0: but later, later. Ah, okay. um, I mean, later they pointed out 100%, but, um, a hundred percent. But seeing a deer with a like massive rack of antlers, a silver deer, or with a massive set of antlers, is a very common trope for um, introducing like the start of a quest. Hmm. Um, and that's kind of like what she's done here. But basically, we're, well, I'm very sure it's Pite as a deer.
1: <laughs> yeah, just I just I wasn't sure how to pronounce his last name, so I decided very early on that I'm gonna go with Pete. <laughs> so all I ever called <laughs> for the entire book was Pete.
0: I looked it up. I think I'm pretty sure it's Pite. But okay. um, if you get if you know your Gaelic or your Welsh names like Hit us up. Send us an email. You'll be the first. Um, yeah.
1: Yes, tell us how to pronounce names so I don't call the beat. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, she's
0: wandering up to Warrior's Peak for this um, drinks and chat uh, at, at the top of the hill um, describing the terrible... Weather and also the Escada mishap, which she accidentally poured hot coffee on her new boss and her fancy suit.
1: Yeah, also calling her a bimbo might have been. Yeah, That's not mean, helpful. possible
0: But she does sound like a bimbo. Her name. Anyway, I just. Just, just pr- putrid. Pr- pr- I can't even say it now. What is it? Petunia or something?
1: Uh, I think it's Pamela. It's quite cliche.
0: Yeah.
1: Ah, yes. Putrid
2: Pamela. Let's get rid of it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so then we have this deer incident as we arrive in the gates, through the gates. And there are these giant uh, statues either side of the gates. Huge warriors. You know. And she was like desperate to get out of the car and have a look at them, except, you know, it's quite a storm outside. Um Yeah. Um, and they arrive and she's like debating about whether or not to get out of the car, sitting in the car, and a Welsh an incredibly old Welshman opens the door. Right? Mm, yeah. And He manages to block the wind with his giant umbrella. And then the doors open to this wonderful castle. Like, this is my inspo for our castle. Just saying. (laughs) And all this golden light comes cascading through the door with Rowena. Now, what do you think of Rowena?
1: Well, I mean, she's probably one of the people who bugs me the most. Uh, The least, sorry. But then Yeah. We we don't get that much character development on her either, honestly. She just at at first she basically just seems like a hot posh woman. That's that's what She is think. a schmancy woman though. Yes. Or a schmancy god, should I say.
0: Yes, is she too, definitely
1: spo- too early in the spoilers. Nah, let's just, let's go all out on this. Um, Yeah,
0: so she's a god, funnily enough. Big surprise. Um, She welcomes Mallory in. They go in. We meet Dana. Dana is our librarian friend. Um, Yeah. Uh, And then, so they start becoming besties based on uh, mutual love of jackets.
1: Yes, and the fact that they've been lured up there without any knowledge of why they're there, and not knowing another single person was invited to this party for better
2: word. Yeah.
0: So they're starting to like create an escape plan when Zoe arrives. Zoe's the third and final member of our trio. She is a hairdresser with some kind of pixie bangs. I have no idea what that means every time I read the book.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. I think they're just really short bangs. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming. We also, in this, in this chapter, have this... What I find really strange with Nora Roberts is that she sometimes does the weirdest comparisons I don't get where she where she gets them from or why she uses like them. Like what? Like the part where she talks about um, the red lipstick she chose and that she was satisfied about buying it because it worked very subtly with her milkmaid colouring. I think you just have to give... You're trying
0: to give the audience a description about what Mallory looks like.
1: Yeah, but what's in milkmaid colouring? You do realise that milkmaids can have different sort of colouring.
0: No, it means that you are the colour of milk and you have blonde hair and, like, when you think traditional milkmaid and you think, like, Scandinavian, that's the kind of motif they're going for.
1: Yeah, I would have much more preferred her describing that in a different way. I just... I think I was staring for 30 seconds at just that sentence and the wording milkmaid colouring. Just being really perplexed.
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh. You're just trying to nitpick this story.
1: No, i like, just, just, just highlighting you like all, all the pages the that got me really,
0: really confused for a minute. Did you like it better when um, Finn describes her later in the book? Flynn? Flynn?
1: No, that's just that's <laughs> fucking creepy. And I have high I have that somewhere highlighted in tier two once we get there, so Alright, cool. So
0: they're all there, having arrived, and they're like, nah, alright, that's it. We leave. This is getting too creepy. And they link arm in arm for some reason. And they're like, This is gonna be a Vincent Price moment. Um and promptly Pete Pete enters the it enters the chat. So Pete, it turns out, is our host. Um and he starts spinning this tale of the daughters of the glass, where in old Gaelic times, um Prince Puba went into the realm of the mortals and fell in love and they decided to elope kind of but not really she gets taken back into the land of the fairies and they're like hell yeah bring it on have three kids all of whom happen to be daughters who seem to be like remarkably great children and everything is brilliant except not really There is people who are like, the fuck's this mortal woman being queen for? We don't want her to be queen poobah. Um, and so they try to play political games and not do the outright war thing. And so dissent, um, shit's getting a bit shifty. Then the daughters get a bodyguard and a teacher, bodyguard and the teacher fall in love. Big surprise. Um, and they sneak off for a little moment alone, leaving the daughters unguarded, only to have Cain, to have who is our bad guy, swoop in and steal the girl's mortal souls. They're only half mortal. And lock them in a box. The box has three keys. The keys have to be turned by a mortal woman's hand to make them do the thing. To, well, to unlock the box and to give them their souls back. And that is the challenge that is set before our three protagonists.
1: Yeah, um, to be fair, it's it's also the Irish Gaelic ones, which explains all the fairies. Yeah, I mean, I'm not 100%
0: sure that it's uh, just the Irish Gaelic, but yeah, the, it's the Curtain of Power, the Curtain of Dreams, which I think is the land of the Fae, but I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm not up on my Irish mythology. <laughs> Good enough, I think. Sorry. And
2: yeah,
1: mm-hmm. I mean, basically, well, oh, past the next <laughs> Um, basically, the girls think this is all a bunch of bullshit, but then. Uh, Pete and Rowena start waving the dollars in their face, and they're like, oh, "Maybe we should think about this."
0: Yeah, they offer them a twenty-five thousand dollar down payment with a million dollars if they manage to complete their task.
1: Yes, and if they fail, they lose a life of their uh, a year of their life. Yeah, that's fascinating. Which
0: Yeah, which becomes an issue somewhat later. Um, And the girls kind of... The women get a little bit caught up in the whole fantasy of the moment, and they're like... All of them seem to be... Well, Mallory's worried about losing her job, Zoe just lost her job, and Dana's just had her hours cut in half. Um, So they're all probably in need of a cash injection, which... You know, they're a bit suspicious of the, the fact that, you know, these people have sh- turned up showing them a fuck ton of money um, when they all kind of need it. And yeah. so they're a little bit hesitant, but they just how, like, mystical the night is and the fact that Rowena then shows them this painting of the Daughters of the Glass, and they have the same faces as the, as the women, but the painting is over like, seven or eight hundred years old, right? Yeah. And and Mallory can tell that because she's an art dealer, effectively. She's immediately like, damn, this is a powerful piece of art. We do somewhat take her word for it. Um, yeah, so they get caught up and so they agree. They sign on the dotted
1: line. Yes, without ever, like, I remember Dana, I think, thinking that next day she would take this to her lawyer, and I'm thinking, maybe you should do that before you sign it.
0: Yeah. Possibly.
1: <coughs> but that doesn't happen. Nobody takes it to their lawyer. <laughs> no, no. Why would we? Let's just sign the, the deal about it a year in our life, which isn't morbid at all. Yeah, who knows what
0: year. Anyway, that's completely forgotten about. Move on. Um, We then then flash to effectively the next day, right? And Mallory is at work at the gallery um, and gets called into the boss's office where he tries to be as gentle as possible when firing her because of her issues with his new wife who wants to run the business herself um, and he's like I'll give you a month severance and uh, a swift kick out the door <laughs> basically I remember she she's like how many stere- like or is it stereotypes or like one-liners can you put into just trying to fire somebody yeah. because there was a lot there was a lot in that
1: speech Yes, kicking her out the nest and all those.
0: Yeah, giving her a chance to fly on her own. Duh, 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 duh. Yeah. Anyway, so she is sad to say the least. Um. Then they, she packs up her life into a box and decides to head out. Tells Todd that she just can't handle saying goodbye to everybody today, but she'll come back and say goodbye later. She just needs some time alone.
1: Yeah, Todd is her cliché gay best friend.
0: Oh, 100%. But, I mean, who else works in a, an art gallery? Somebody with frosted tips, that's who. <laughs> okay. Look, I was excited about just how dated the hair was in this book and also the fact that nobody uses a mobile phone kind of frustrates me but
1: yeah yeah it really shows you how old it is by now yeah life
0: changed so quickly
1: uh huh anyway. so yeah she's leaving the joint and she makes her way home and she gets plowed over by a gigantic dog a bear a dog a bear A bear dog. A bear dog. A massive, big, fluffy boy. Yeah, Mo is probably the only character in this entire book that is just great. I have no issue with Mo. I like the relationship that Mo and Rowena have. Yes. Anyway. As it turns out, Mo is attached to a guy. And here, everybody knew immediately this was going to be man meat.
0: Yes. A hundred percent. This is a romance novel. This is the first man who's not gay that we were introduced to, or who's not like a, whatever, Rowena's partner. Of course he's man-made. He's got moss green eyes. <laughs> Yay. And a cute smile. And chestnut hair. still haven't figured out what that color is, really, but it's mentioned a lot just in life. I'm so, going to assume it's a type of brown. <laughs> it,
1: it. It's the type of brown that l- makes you think of nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and his first thought about her is pretty much she's as pretty as a bakery shop pastry. Yeah, Which is, is fair. I love
0: But croissants are like pastry, fresh bread. Look, I'm on board with that metaphor.
1: They're Like, they're delicious, but I would not like to be compared to pastry as a visual. Nah, you want to get munched, don't you? (laughs) Yeah, but that's clearly not the point. He was talking about cheese as pretty as bakery shop pastry. I'm on board with this metaphor.
0: I am fine with it. It's great. It's just...
1: Really damn weird. It, Cause, it, just yeah, it keeps popping up. It's as fuck. Uh, and the whole... He nearly licked his lips. It just... Mm, I don't know. Yeah, because she's a pastry. Sorry? What are you doing over, think? over there?
0: Closing some curtains.
2: Ah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, slightly she's creeped out. She needs to be eaten. Yes, yeah,
0: great. It, it, it is great. She's delicious, I'm sure. Well, actually, they do kind of mention that later. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, uh, I just walked into a wall. Ow. Um, in case you're wondering what that thud was. <laughs> Don't podcast and walk. This is not how this works. Alrighty, tidy. All right, so uh, she is royally pissed. She's been fired and then knocked on her ass by a man and his idiot dog. And so we're off and running with her basically having a go at Flynn and being like, "Uh uh-uh, I don't want any of your shit. You keep your dog on a leash, get yourself under control. I don't need this misogyny from you don't help me piss off and it's great and i love it it's fiery anyway and she wanders off and he mentions that there's a hole in her stockings
1: yes um she then- i think she's off to Dana mm-hmm. next to it right?
0: yeah well she goes home and she eats a bunch of ice cream and then she heads up to the library um so off to the library she goes, where Dana has already like prepped some books for the next person to walk in the door and ask them about Celtic mythology. She, Dana sets up Mallory in the corner, gives her a notebook, and then uh, Dana wanders off to go and call Zoe. And Zoe comes in about an hour later and is just super excited to be back in school mode because she never went to uni or did Her higher education, she's like, this is so exciting. I love doing me some research. And she doesn't dread, you know, deadlines and assignments and schoolwork.
1: Yeah, and I think then she's she's leaving with Dana, right, to go to Sling's house. Yeah, they end up
0: going to Dana's brother's house. Um, all three of them, to cookies and Coke and keep researching. And uh, I was and they, so
1: hoping that we're going to do a line of Coke now and shit going to get interesting, but no, it's just fucking Coca-Cola. But they do comment on how sweet the real stuff is. Yeah. And they keep going on and on about the damn sofa. <laughs> it's really ugly, Okay. Yeah, That's I really ugly. The whole phrase of a sofa that shouted to Mallory and Ned bought me.
0: I like that phrase. I think that I have, could be very true.
1: I have an ugly couch, too, that is comfortable. So what? Stop mocking
2: ugly couches.
1: Also, mine is green as well, so... <laughs> Clearly, I buy ugly couches like a man, apparently. You just have
0: manly taste. That's all I'm hearing.
1: No, I'm just going for comfort over design.
0: (laughs) Yes, I think that was Flynn's uh, thinking as well. It's a napping couch, I believe you'll find.
1: Excellent purchase. Napping couch, always very important.
0: Yeah, I am, look, I'm not necessarily on board with napping couches. There's a mo- there's a napping couches that I have seen always have really low backs, and I am a high-backed couch person. You can't hit me up with these low-backed couches. I want high-backed couches. So I've just recently bought myself a winged armchair, but that's fine. I am clearly very classy. Moving promptly along. Yes. more research, everything's very exciting then Finn comes home and Mo goes Mallory's here! and runs straight over to her and tries to love her to death as yes. only a dog can um, Zoe tries desperately to pry Mo off Mallory but it is not very effective at all
1: no, only um, Cookie
0: will do the trick. Yeah, which Dana shouts, "Cookie!" and Mo immediately leaps over to try and grab the cookie and slides across the kitchen lino. <laughs> uh, and then Finn's really happy to be there. They talk about what everything that's happened so far. Mallory is the only one who still has the invitation. She gives it to Finn. Finn's like, yeah, I'm going to do my own research. Everything's going to be grand. And then he starts getting into them about the year of their life that they could lose. Like, really getting into them about it. And scaring the living shit out of Zoe, who has a son. And if it's the year that her son was conceived, it's not the year that she wants to lose. Like... She doesn't yes. want to lose any time spent with her son. She thinks he's ninja, and basically races off. And everybody's like Flynn, you're a fucking dick. <laughs> yeah.
1: But he's now part of the. Mystery. He's in. He's in the circle. Yeah. Yes. Um,
0: Mallory promptly leaves, uh, and with both of them gone. Finn and Dana have a conversation about Mallory and what Dana thinks about Mallory, which is to say that she's both artsy and organized. And it's really odd that somebody could be both. And she's super sensible and normally spends too much money on good clothes and art, which is why she was almost broke, um, she doesn't have a lot of tact but more of a calls it like she sees them kind of person uh having called the boss's new wife a bimbo
1: um yes. yeah <coughs> yeah and he basically goes with what do i need to know to get her to bed
0: yeah and she's like good luck i think she will send you on your merry way
1: <sighs> yeah
0: she is way too highbrow for you.
1: And she was clearly also wrong about that.
0: Yeah. Look, Dana has to eat her words a lot in this series of novels. She does grow a lot.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to take your word for it, that she will grow in the other books.
0: Yeah, she's less um, aggressively haughty, I think, by the end of it. Anyway, moving promptly along. Mallory does some stuff. They look for the clues. They look at the clue, sorry. And they go hunting through temples, researching the Daughters of the Glass story. Um, finding out some stuff about just mythology in general. Finn decides yeah. to drop by Mallory's house. And he's got Mo with him. And there's a very excellent conversation about him. If he <laughs> if he behaves, then, you know, he'll give him the whole world. And, you know, he needs him to be on his absolute best behavior if we're going to get invited in.
1: Yeah, I think he even gets a cookie, right? Not quite. So
0: Mallory opens the door and she's like, oh, hi, holy shit. And, like, jumps out of the way because Mo tries to stick his nose in her crutch. And he goes, ooh, invitation to go inside. And just immediately wanders into her apartment. And she's like, okay, no, 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 no. And, like, opens the patio door and says out. And he's like, this is the dog. No. And sits on the carpet. And is like, no, nah, I'm not going anywhere. And Pin's like, this is not what we agreed upon. Why would you do this to me? And picks him up and carries him outside. wraps the lead around a tree being like stop crying where's your solidarity man (laughs) yeah um Um, and he's like so what are you doing for dinner and she's like i've got plans and he's like have you got plans tomorrow and she's like uh and he's like okay okay." you now have plans
1: tomorrow (laughs) yeah there's also a bit of like the whole the whole way they or he describes her apartment Sounds awfully cliche, too. It's just, it was stylish and arty and female. Really? Wow. Did it have vaginas on the walls? No, it has a giant
0: naked painting of a woman coming out of the ocean.
1: Which, I mean, isn't necessarily a female woman, if you ask me. I don't know. I think it's pretty good. And Annie Lennox crooning shyly in the background.
0: Yes, that was a bit odd. But anyway, that's fine. (laughs)
1: Uh, yeah, and her pondering around how he seemed so much more male in her apartment than he did the other times before, which also just sounded odd. Yes, because she's in a she has a girly apartment,
0: and that's why she needed some because she's a very girly girl, and she has a girly apartment. I love in later books, Dana describes Mallory as the girliest of girl who still get, still gets to rock the wrench, and while dana is stuck painting and she's like mallory is a girly girl i am more butch why don't i get to mess around with the plumbing why am i stuck painting all the time anyway it's very entertaining um
1: and we also have the the great the great part of flynn basically just going you're really pretty um <laughs> and I, I like looking at you yeah and she basically asks, "What are you doing here?" And he goes, "Well, first of all, you're really pretty," which great—that's—that's uh, that's, uh, good that we established this. And then pretty much just goes on about how important it is that he's attracted to her. Yeah, you—I
0: mean, it is important that you find the people that you're potentially dating
1: attractive. Yeah. I wouldn't have minded if he led in with something else, but. Hey, he calls it like he sees it. He's been real honest. <laughs> yeah, definitely real honest. All <laughs> um, right, we're moving along. Yeah. So, yeah, they make dinner plans and he leaves with Mo.
0: Yeah. Out the back gate, not back through the house. No. <laughs> yeah.
1: Mm. Uh, I'm not um, quite sure what the
0: next I can't think was. of They have uh, Well they have dinner the next night Um, And they She Is very excited that he's Exactly on time and he's like Well I was uh, here ten minutes early And didn't want to appear overly keen
1: Oh hold on wait I found it Um, We have to really short chapter of um of Mallory going over to um Zoe's place oh and oh yeah meeting Simon yeah and this fucking sentence of um like she overhears how how Zoe talks to her son and in her head she's just thinking um Speaking in his name with the tone that Mallory assumed mothers developed through hormonal changes during gestation. I look, I'm inclined to agree with that because there
0: is a tone that I found that parents can just kind of articulate. Yeah, it's the by, tone I
1: use with my parents when I'm pissed at them.
0: How did you get this magical power and can I have it? Because I, I have a dog I need to get under control.
1: I've, sta- I've simply started copying the one they used on me. I, I learned by by observing it and internalizing it to throw it right. back at them at convenience. right. Well,
0: so maybe you didn't need the gestational period, but clearly some people do.
1: Yeah, it just I don't know if it's if it's professional habit, but that that, that sentence definitely didn't sit with me right. I don't know. And we also get treated to an entire scene of Zoe's house. Like the, the, the whole, the, the cushions were set so nicely on the sofa. And and then they go, uh, they talk about the postcards that she framed. And, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's something I, I saw. Um, I, I saw somewhere and, and they talk about it. And I just thought, we get it, Nora. You got a nice idea out of Pinterest. You don't need to write it in your book. This book is pre-Pinterest. What is I wrong with you? It still doesn't take away from the way that that sentence felt. Or more than a sentence, but. This book is before Pinterest. You can't make that comparison. No, well, aren't you probably got it out of some kind of crafting book. It doesn't make it better.
0: Yeah, I mean, the matted postcards are kind of cool. I used to collect postcards. I yeah, think everybody my money.
1: age collected postcards. I still wouldn't be oh, about God. the decorating part of it in a book. <laughs> Unless it's an actual ah. decorating book.
0: I you were just way too cynical. You've Pride and Prejudice. That there is twenty pages of the opening of that book which are just describing the landscape. I don't think that you can get antsy about a single page describing somebody's entire home. Yes, yes
1: I can, because it's fuck-ass boring. So it's Pride and Prejudice. I never said it was entertaining. How did you read it then? I only got through the landscape bit. I mean, it also helps if it's old-timey English language and English is not your first. No, it language. doesn't. That makes it worse. It's harder to read. I can't speed read that. Well, welcome to our world, bitch. I'm sorry.
0: You're the one who elected to learn a second language and move overseas and make friends with me, so this is on you. There was multiple steps to that. Yeah. Still. All right. Moving promptly along. After we've been to Zoe's house and met her son, who's Zoe, but smaller and slightly different, um, as children are often
1: uh clearly we're talking from our rich experience
0: of children as you can tell look i look pretty much exactly like two of my sisters and very similar to my brother and we all look a lot like our parents
1: so yes, magic magic moving promptly along
0: Alright, Finn and Mallory go on their date, he's exactly on time, they
1: canoodle in the kitchen for a moment before they leave. Um, Oh, can I, can we talk about how fucking forced the romance is in this book? I didn't think it was all that forced, but okay. Not forced? They know each other for like two days, she made it clear that she only wants to go to dinner with him to talk about the research... Um, and what he unearthed. And he was like, yeah, okay, we keep it professional. And then as soon as he shows up at the door, he just goes, hold on a moment, starts putting his hands on her and just kissing her. And it's fine because she's into it. But in any. I was just sitting there thinking, this is they're the moment when you the... slept. That's not true. They're flirting in all
0: the earlier scenes. It's literally the flirtiest dialogue. When they're at his house, they're super flirty. I didn't see it. Maybe you're just not on board with what floating looks like these days. Or in 2002.
1: <laughs> Maybe I'm just not okay with the whole, you know what? They're going to have to get together at any rate. Let's just have them do it now. What? Not. I do
0: not think that that's how the book is written or purposed or any of it i feel like you're taking this incredibly cynical attitude to this story of two people falling in love which is 100 percent what this whole genre is and you've decided that it's creepy you're not looking at any of the like intrigue and in either of the characters the way they're describing each other like all of this builds intrigue about the other person they're interested but- in each other the
1: romance is blossoming there is nothing blossoming. That's the issue. He, I mean, yeah, he's totally into her, but all the inner monologue we had on this point from her side of perspective, nowhere in there she made it actually clear that she was interested in him romantically. That's the issue um, I'm having with this. He talks about how great his eyes are. Oh, wow. She must and be in love with him. how dangerous
2: his mouth is.
1: It's just, uh, and this entire scene was just so... You know, he gets there. He's like, you look amazing. Thanks. She eyes him and sniffs the rosebuds. And you're here early. Yeah, got here 10 minutes early. Then he's talking about how he put on Bugs Bunny for the dog at home. Mm -hmm. And she goes to arrange the flowers in a vase. And then he's like, do we need to drive or can you walk in heels? And she says, I can walk three miles in heels. I'm a professional female. So clearly, I'm definitely not a professional female. And then... I am also not professionally female. I am a professional male. Yeah. And then he just says, I can't argue with that. And then basically, no, wait, I can't argue with that. I've been thinking about doing this since I landed on top of you. He moved in and just simply moved into her. (laughs) He ran his hands up and down her sides and, yeah, starts kissing her. There's no fucking build-up. I was just sitting there staring, wondering, where did this come from?
0: I to disagree. If you've got an opinion, let us know, people out there in the world, if you actually... One, listen. <laughs> two, read these books. And yeah. three, are actually interested. <laughs> oh, give, yeah, give two shits about telling us your opinion.
1: <laughs> ay yeah.
0: Alright, cool. So they go to dinner. They explain to, uh, exchange ex, um, <laughs> cut that cut that bit. Exchange pleasantries. Um, there's a little bit more canoodling. She doesn't invite him inside. She makes it clear that he has to stay outside. Um, after they have a bit of a smooch, uh, and then she goes inside, and we move on with our day. Yeah. Um, Is this when we get our first dream sequence? Um
1: I don't think so Is it? I think next we're at like Dana's apartment at some point um, Yes We get Dana's comment about Flynn just going to wear her down, basically. Yeah. Like a border collie.
0: Um, I think she goes over to tell her that they made out, and she went on a date. Old Dana is in the middle of her, like, second cup of coffee. And she's like, why are you interrupting me? (laughs) Which I totally feel.
1: Um... We get yeah, a description
0: of the inside of Dana's apartment, which is just covered in
1: books. Yeah, it sounds like a good place.
0: Sounds like a tiny library, that's all we want, right? Yes.
1: And I think we we get another scene with Ravina. Yeah, that's right,
0: they go up to the they go up to Warrior's Peak.
1: Yeah, Flynn and, and Mallory go together to show in the painting.
0: Yeah. That's a lie. Less so to see the painting and more so that Mallory can s- steal scrapey samples and send them off to her, <laughs> her analytics guy. Uh, yes. And get
1: thousands of sneaky pictures. Yeah. And um, we have Ravina completely losing um, her Rowena shit
0: over the dog. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, so that's. Pretty much the the big shebang is that we, we get a, a scene between uh, Mallory and Finn discussing it kind of like after the fact that, you know, Rowena would love a dog. She's like roll in the dirt, play with the dog kind of <laughs> vibe. She goes from a sl- super slick personality to being like, yes, roll in the mud. Let's have fun. Let's play. Um, yes, she's definitely a dog person. <laughs> A hundred percent, and um, so she's and they talk about the fact that it's weird that she doesn't have a dog, and then maybe that Pete wouldn't let her, and he's like, nah, he would Pete would literally split open a vein for her, he's
2: <laughs>
0: desperately in love, and um yeah, that's it's kind of like, well, maybe this is the clue, one of the first clues about the fact that maybe that they're millennia year old and the dog's lifespan is literally nothing compared to theirs.
1: Yeah. And I think at some point somewhere in between where we also um, they also think that Rowena and Peter are be the, the teacher and the guard from yeah, the so story that, or at least that they believe later. that they are. Yeah. Because at this point they still think that they are
2: slightly delusional witch people.
1: Yeah. And uh, then they get on their merry way. Um, we have another make out scene in the car on the oh. way down.
0: Yeah. They're about to like do it in the car and then Mo is it's Mo is interruptus, if you would. Um <laughs> yes. Because, you know, and then she's like, well, I really hope that was your tongue. That's one of my favorite lines. Like, I really hope that was your tongue. Ditto. Like, ooh, that could be gross.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah, then they decide it probably won't be the best idea to have sex in the car at the side of the main road at daytime. 100%. Um, And, yeah, keep going on. I'm just trying to remember what happens next. I was literally reading. Next we have the dream, I think.
0: Yes, next is the dream sequence. So, um, chapter seven is Mallory gets uh, pulled behind the curtain of power or the curtain of dreams and experiences the moment that the girls have their soul ripped out Um, and she basically, she gets to understand Gaelic now, super cool new magical power, sometimes (laughs) Um, Yeah, but only in convenient dreams, apparently (laughs) She wakes up like, with the cold shakes and immediately calls on Dana and Zoe to, like, bring bring moral support. She needs help, which is fair enough. Um, and then she describes her dream sequence kind of in detail to them. And they from this sequence, we get to learn basically what everybody's names are and somewhat confirm that it's Rowena and Pithee as the teacher and the guard. Um,
1: yeah. We also get this great line from Dana as she's being called. Going, I was having a damn uh, good one myself. I think it evolved Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and a really big that of dark chocolate, which I can definitely get on board with.
0: Yes, like that's the story you want to read, right?
1: Damn right, I want. Could Dana just give us a bit more insight there? Yeah, I'd bump up the rating
0: for that. <laughs> you like more dream sequences, less of the main story. Um. <laughs> From there, we switch perspectives and go back to Flynn, and we basically see him running the the newspaper, um, and how and how that kind of all works, and how it's shaped his life. Um, and so after that little description, we get Dana dropping by to tell him about what's happening, what happened to Mallory the night beforehand, and. Her basically defending him against Rhonda, who's been working at the dispatch since before Flynn was born, and he's like doesn't know how to handle, um, doesn't know how to handle her because she's so much older than he is, and she used to sneak sneak him sweets when he used to come and visit his mother when she ran it. So.
1: Yeah, and she's starting to get bitchy about it because. Yeah. She's not happy the way he, he runs it, or she's not happy that he runs it, or I don't really know. He cut her was.
0: article, and that's why she's, like, pissed off.
1: Yeah. But it seems like there's an underlying issue going on for a while. Yeah. She bullies him a lot. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I think there we don't have Natalie meeting don't. up with the gay best friend, right? Todd, yes. And we have, I like, once like, again, honestly, he,
0: so, I like Todd. Yeah.
1: I mean, there isn't much to him, but what yeah. we get of him is nice. Yes. Yeah. We have Todd the bitches. the amazing <laughs> phrase of "bimbo Nazi." Yeah. <laughs> which, okay, sure. Um, and a long yeah, winding so she... story about Pamela fucking up at work, essentially.
0: Uh, is that is that now or I thought that was later. This is where um, Mallory goes in to steal the the list of cli- the client list. Yeah. Um, and she learns that the password is mine. M I N E.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that Pamela still had to write it down because she forgot the first two. Yes. And that maybe Todd
0: discovered it on purpose. But this is where Todd actually asks her about Finn and what she think
1: Sorry, <laughs> and what she thinks about him. And I love the I love the the fact that she copied the the client list on discs. Oh it's, just, it's uh, old. His book is old. It just had me laughing. I don't know why. I
2: enjoyed that part.
1: Um, yeah, so talking about, about, uh, Flynn and. That he's funny
0: and interesting and sweet and pretty bossy in a really clever way. So you barely notice until you've been bossed smart and I think tenacious.
1: (laughs) And then then we're back at Flynn's place, right? Yeah,
0: so after doing some cross-referencing and eliminating, she had a workable list. She takes that workable list to Finn's house where they're having pizza and catching up with Dana and Zoe. And Zoe brings Simon over and Dana gets really excited about making Simon do homework.
1: <laughs> but then Simon plays with Mo and Flynn starts kissing Mallory. Yeah. And well, then, no, actually, that's not true. They
0: don't. They don't make out here. Um. I mean, if Lin's with
1: her, but it says if Lynn's finished kissing girls, Dana began.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Oh yes, that's
0: right. Because he then tries to turn around and kiss Zoe.
1: <laughs> yes. And it's pretty much another meeting of. Where are we so far? Where do we need to go? What's with the painting? Yeah. Um, and Mallory is trying to figure out what painting it was that she saw at some point that reminded her so much of the Daughters of Glass. Yeah, the, the
0: art style. Yeah. Um, so that's where she has the, the list of clients from the gallery. Yeah. Um, and they start talking about the fact that there is no kind of, like, financial trail for any of the other ones. Yeah, they not Sorry, can't no financial that. trail for PJ and Rowena. Yeah. Um, and there's nothing that comes through the real estate company either.
1: It's a big mystery.
0: Uh, Yeah. And this is where we get the first mention of Brad. Um, so Brad is... Flynn's friend, childhood friend, whose family comes from a shit ton of money, but he manages to pull off being incredibly wealthy, but also incredibly down to earth. Um, And uh, Flynn calls him to talk about art because he needed somebody's perspective. And Brad actually happens to know the painting, and the painting was apparently, or was by all accounts, destroyed in the Blitz. In 1942, for everybody who forgot when the London Blitz was, which was handy because I had, in fact, forgotten when the London Blitz was.
1: I definitely would have not been able to give you the exact year either.
0: Oh.
1: I would have had I do Doctor a Who
0: episode is not doing enough for us then.
1: Clearly, we have to watch it more often. I think that's the issue. Truth. Okay. Well, sadly, the TARDIS does not appear in this. Otherwise, my mood would have. Certainly picked up. Fuck, fine,
0: I'm gonna pick one of the Doctor Who books now, next time, so <laughs> then you will stop bitching at me.
1: Hey, I'm sitting through every bitching about Across the Universe too, which I made you read, so...
0: Yes, but you also agreed that was a bad book. Yeah. Because it was. It
1: is. I still. I disagree that this is a bad book. But I think that's just weird taste that we have. <sighs> and... Yeah, okay. Everybody goes home eventually, and then I think next day it's Flynn coming over to Mallory's. Uh,
0: Mallory locks herself in her apartment for two days and tries to submerge herself in research. But oh, she, yeah. yeah, Finn eventually, like, busts in to break her out of her rut because she's gone all cave dweller and she's not a cave dweller. Um... And then he very smoothly turns sneaking her or like breaking her out of her own apartment and her funk uh, into a date where she doesn't realize it's a date until they're eating chick bucket a bucket of chicken while Sitting Mo a races pick, around. Pick
2: yeah.
0: yeah. While Mo races around, um, catch, fetching the ball that Flynn keeps throwing. Super smooth. Yeah.
1: Anyway, we get some we get some background info on Flynn and talk about his, his mother, God, who right? I think is the most fleshed out character in this entire book. <laughs> I would have much rather read about his mom. That sounds interesting.
0: That's a lie. I mean, she's le- the most fleshed out character in this book. Mo is the most fleshed out character in this book.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. So yes, his mom and Mo on an adventure. I'm done for that. Uh, uh, yeah, they do the whole background thingy. And then they... I don't know if making out of that part too.
0: Yeah, they make out.
1: Yeah. And then we have the...
0: She decides he's not dangerous enough. Because uh, they talk about Jordan Hawke, which is another one of Flynn's friends who's a writer, and she's yeah. like, oh, I met him at a book signing. He was really dangerous looking.
1: <laughs> yes, and we also get this line of, um, um, hold on, are they still, um, yeah, they're like still rolling around on the grass, basically. And he goes, the only thing I've been absolutely sure I wanted ever, he realized, is you. And I was just thinking, you've known her for
0: how long? It's love at first sight.
1: Yeah, I know. I have to, because like... you
0: disagree with the principle.
1: And, and now it's a romance book, but just the, the whole, all the tropes that romance books use is just something I'm so not okay with. <laughs>
0: One day, you're going to fall in love exactly like a romance novel and just to piss you off. It's just so that you'll be like, "Oh, all of the tropes are true. That's what I want for you.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm quite happy that I don't want that.
0: Okay, we need, we've need we been at this for an hour and 16 minutes now, and uh, we're not even a third of the way through the book.
1: Uh, close. Um, yeah. All right, so... so- more canoodling. Canoodling, canoodling,
0: canoodling. Yes. Uh, we learn about Flynn's ex-girlfriend slash ex-fiancee who broke his heart. Um, um,
1: Rad is coming back into town. Rad's coming back into town. Boys, back in town. And as it turns out, he has a picture that seems to connect to the first picture. Yeah, we the, don't, the he doesn't
0: say anything about that yet, does he?
1: I mean, Flynn visits him as soon as he moves into that house and he goes by and he sees the painting and he's like, oh, my God, I have to call some woman to come by and look at it. Yeah. So then it's
0: unlike nobody's business. She pulls out a magnifying glass from her bag and she's like, oh, my God, it's the same artist and has, like, a moment. And then she's like, I require some alcohol. And Brad shows up with some really fancy... I'm going to say whiskey? I think it was it's Napoleon Brandy. Napoleon. Brandy. Um, then uh, Zoe arrives and immediately tries to leap to Mallory's defense. Um, and Mallory is like, oh, he's not that bad. And Zoe's like, nah, fight me. Fight me, Brad guy. <laughs> you don't even know. And you're like, all
1: right, all right, calm down. He's a rich guy and I hate him. And then we find out that Brad only bought the picture because he really fancied the Zoe copy in it, basically. And now there's the real Zoe and she's hot and he wants her.
0: And he, he immediately messes it up because she mentions her kid and he's like, oh my God, she's already married. And so he's like looking at a ring and trying to like scope out what her relationship status is. Uh, and so they both royally fuck up their first ever conversation, and Zoe's just mad and angry all the time for no good reason about Brad. And it amuses me later in the series because um, Dana has um, done this, be- like, she's well aware of who, like, Brad is. This is one of her, like, closest friends, like, she grew up with. And the fact that Zoe hates him so much amuses her to no end. And I love it. And I love that every time they're, like, fighting, she'll, like, turn around to somebody else and be like, the sexual tension. (laughs) Anyway, I just, I enjoy it a lot. Uh,
1: Yeah. Whew. Anyway. And then, um... We also have one moment, um... Um, where where Zoe's trying to, to defend Mallory, I think it was, where she goes with, um, you know, I don't need to know what she said. I know Mallory. And I just thought, no, you don't. <laughs> you know her for a week? Hey, we were best friends after a week. I don't know why you're hating on this. Because it sets we- unrealistic standards. And I don't know if we were best friends after a week. We were definitely we were foreigners in... Up in arms.
0: Fighting against the Americans, yes.
1: Yes, and then we were best friends. I'd like to think that we we, we were sensible enough to give the best friend status more than a week. Never. <laughs> it was immediate. Never, never. Uh, Yeah, okay. So then they all leave, and Brad's like, well, fuck. And then, I think at some point they informed Dana about the painting, the new one.
0: Yeah, she is somewhat kept in the loop, but we don't really see her finding out about the painting. She, um, uh, we actually end up going to see... Pamela fucking up now? Oh, no, it's Flynn and Brad. They're on top of the wall outside oh, of yeah. um, Warrior's Peak and like, I don't know how to get down and like, we could just drink until we fall off which I thought was pretty funny which is something apparently they used to do when they were kids but this, this is why they're going through all of that but it, we get um, Brad trying to like scope out Zoe's marital status and everyone being like, Finn, you're fucked, she's in love with you you're in love with her, just get it over and done with
1: Yeah and then we, yeah, then we have Mallory telling him that she's in love with him after A week.
0: Yes. But, okay,
1: first we have the Pamela incident. Yes. Getting this out of order.
0: Well, technically that
1: happened before the war. Did it? Yes. Ugh. And, yeah, so Pamela fucks up at work. She's hugely fucking up a regular year-long client and gets really sassy with her, and they're almost fighting each other over piece of art and like to come and, to blows yeah and the james is just realizing that maybe getting a a person with no idea of the art business into running an art gallery might not be the the best choice yeah. he's ever made yeah so we get that ex-
0: that from todd and yes. then we go to the paper and we have mallory telling Finn that she's, Flynn that she's she's in love with him now yes, it right. happens after i literally have the page open um yeah. Cool. All right. And All right. he's so just so like, ah! which yes, and that honestly, I would have be probably
1: been too. Yes. Um. I also like the phrase of take a week, take the rest of, uh, like take a week to to, um, like to take this message in. And I'm thinking, yeah. you mean take, it, take a the type take the try your a head week. to take the rest of your life, just take it
0: someplace I'm not. She stormed out of the office. Since blood-curdling terror still gripped him, he didn't consider going after her.
1: Yeah. Basically, she came in to tell him that she's in love with him after a week and offered him to take twice the amount of time you yeah. make me think about it.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, and uh, she gets mad and runs out. And, um, yeah. There's a lot of... Um, there's another talk with him and Dana, I think, about the whole he... Just, she doesn't want anything serious. And she's like, oh, but you like her too. And back oh, this and forth is, and back and forth.
0: Yeah, we also... This is the bit where we find out that Jordan has another painting in the same... By the same artist as... Yes. That's the one that Bramaby has, has
1: been searching for. Yeah. So the they're King all interlinked. Yeah. Yeah. And so... Then men we get a girls' night Jordan. where we bitch about men. Yeah. Dana admits that she used to date Jordan, and obviously that's going to be a thing again, and everybody yeah, hates men, and, and we get drinks.
0: Yes. But we also get... um. Zoe bitching about Brad, which just amuses me to no end because they have had literally one single interaction and she's like really anti Brad. She's yeah. just anti rich man. But um yes, it it entertains me a lot. Like a lot, a lot. Um because yeah. it's <sighs> anyway, so be it. Anyway, there's a lot of bitching. Everybody's getting drunk. That's a lie. Mallory and Dana get drunk, uh, eat chocolate. And then they get haircuts from Zoe, and both of them look fabulous because they didn't – they let Zoe just do her own thing because she's super skilled and talented um, at doing hair things. (laughs) Um, Yes. Zoe packs Dana off in the car after telling her once more about how terrible a person – Jordan Hawke is. I really gotta be careful not to call it Ethan Hawke. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, I always thought of Jordan Peel. I always almost went with the wrong name there, but. That's a, that's a completely different character.
0: I was at least thinking in yes. the same vein. I think yours is no. a little bit.
1: I just went with name slip up. Yeah. But. Um, Yeah, and there's Flynn coming by. Flynn comes by. Flynn comes by. And Mallory's... Oh, it's described that she's half drunk. Yeah. So she's just... Yeah. She's not full-on drunk, trying to make this into a uh, not-difficult situation, I think. Yeah. We have that fucking description of her body being pink and white. Delicious.
0: Her body was pink and white, delicious, with an elegant cloud of hair tumbling down to tease her breasts, her eyes deeply blue and suddenly full of knowledge, fixed on his as she stepped closer to him.
1: Yeah, I just, pink and uh, white, delicious. I was just sitting there and rolling my eyes so hard they could have fallen out of my head. Uh, but, yeah, so they, he, he tries to do the gentleman thing and go like, listen, you've had alcohol, we shouldn't do this, but she insists. They have sex. Afterwards, he still goes, you do remember that you were slightly drunk and I tried to stop, right? Right? And, yeah. But she's She's like, yes,
0: this is my choice. And then, like, let's do it again. Which is fair enough.
1: Yeah. And, yeah, also the, the sentence of she hadn't had a clue why she'd fallen in love with him. And that's what told her it was real. Excellent. This
0: is nothing like anybody else she's ever dated I don't know why You so can't basically just be she, happy for her Why are you so cynical about this This is a romance
1: novel Yes, I know I hate romance novels If I don't get to be cynical about this Then my life is pretty much over now Because I'm a cynical, pessimistic person That's me
0: uh, One day, your life is going to have romance novel aspects And I am going to enjoy the absolute shit out of it
1: Yeah, right. Um, Okay, so then we have Mallory basically deciding that she's gonna make him super uncomfortable with the fact that she's in love with him and it frightens the living hell out of him. So she decides to send a dozen roses to his office. Yes! I think that's great. I enjoyed it a lot. I mean, it was a funny role reversal. Yeah. But also, people out there, please don't make other people uncomfortable with the fact that you love them. This can turn out I much less funny and happy ending.
0: Yeah, possibly. Uh,
1: but, yeah, so... Well, I she, uh, she, I think she tells the other girls about the night, and... I think she specifically
0: goes out to tell
1: Dana, doesn't she? Yeah. I fucked your brother.
0: Sorry. No. Okay. Okay. So she goes to her back to James because James asked to see her. Um, Yeah. And then halfway through the interview, instead of like accepting her job at a higher rate of pay and without Pamela there, she's like, no, actually I'm going to jump in with the other two and start my own business. And thank you very much. Uh, Bye James. See you later. Um, and, like, walks out, and she's like, holy shit. It was if sensible Mallory had stepped to the side and listened in shock as reckless Mallory took charge. I can't come back. (laughs) Um, And then she immediately, like, drives over to see the other two, and um, that's when she talks to Dana, and she's like, here's what happened. I will back out of being in a business with you. I'll back out of everything else, but I'm not backing out on Finn. Flynn. Jesus Christ, I'm just calling him Finn from here on in. Um, and, yeah, Dana's like, well, it sounds like he's screwed, so are we ready to do this? I don't care. I'm not his mother.
1: Yeah, and then Dana goes back home to Flynn and goes, I'm going to go into a business with her, and you're fucking her, and whatever the issues is here, really. Yeah. Um, I think...
0: It, well, she just wanted to talk to him about it, and then she, like, she misses him at the paper, she misses them at the vet, and then she, like, finds him at his house, and she's, like, done with being, like, excited and happy for them, and now she's just mad. Which I understand. Yeah. Been there. <laughs> no? You've never never felt that way before? Like, damn it, now I'm just mad. Let me, I'm gonna do something with his anger. <laughs> yeah,
1: Probably. Um. yeah, and then he, yeah, he basically says that he re- receives the roses and then I like laughing for him for it. And, yeah, and he, he says that he him put them in the bedroom. back room. yeah, put them in the bedroom and he's like this role, role reversal is natural and it has to go net to it, back to its, its, I don't know, scientific order or whatever he calls it. And Um, And then she gets really, like,
0: happy She gets really happy because he's, like, super embarrassed and uncomfortable And she's like, this is great, I love it, everything about this is great And she tells him that she loves him And he's like, love you too And she's like, no, you have to say it I love you All three words, choke them out, go ahead
1: I love you, now go away and don't come back And then we have Jordan showing up Yeah Because he decided Instead of just sending the picture that they needed Or the painting that they needed He would just come around With it Yeah Which is fine Uh yeah And then Flynn and Jordan have a whole discussion About Mallory Yeah And And he keeps
0: uh, putting sexy last Which is why he's totally screwed Yes
1: Um Then I think we have another moment with Flynn, Jordan, and Brad, when all three of them catch up. Yeah, they get drunk and stare at the paintings. Yeah, and then the next morning they drive up to... uh... So
0: Finn also has a nightmare from Kane about getting his soul ripped out. Um, And then, yeah, they take the opportunity to drive up to Warrior's Peak and... um, yeah, can basically confront um, Rowena and Pete about uh, about the just like how real the dreams are, how vivid they are, and what and what's going on there. Yeah. Um. And then so they the girls end up going over to. Flynn's house, and seeing the paintings there and being like, well, where are they? This is real suspicious that they're not here. And then Mallory coming to the conclusion that she needs to talk to Rowena and Pite on her own, right, and get some answers. Only to yeah. drive up there and find the men are there, and she's like, the fuck is going on? And in the meantime, Rowena's just been, like, real cat and mouse with the boys, telling them that they're little shits for, like, doing this without the women, because it's the women's job, not their job, and they should just like, back the fuck up. Um, right up until she finds out that Finn's been attacked in
1: his dreams. Um, yeah, and then we have a fight scene between the girls and the guys. Because the women are like, you think we can't do this? And they're like, it's our business oh. too. And they're like, no, it's none of your business. And yeah.
0: Yeah, which is true. It's none of their business.
1: No, no, it is not. And... Yeah, then I think we finally have Marina and Pete giving them a bit more information.
0: Like, a little bit, but mostly confirming what they're already starting to suspect.
1: Yeah. Which, yeah, helps semi. I mean, Marina is promising that she will do whatever she can to keep everybody safe. But it's clear from the way she's phrasing it that that only goes so far.
0: There's not a lot that they can do because... Um, just because of the rules that are in place for them in the mortal world.
1: Yeah. It's all very much... it's very, you know, Hunger Games type. <laughs> there are rules to this game! Yeah. Just so, a little bit. Um, Yeah, so... At some point, I think... The women storm out once that's over. Yeah, and they're all mad at the boys again. Yeah. And then Malorie has another dream where she's... Yeah, but this time it's a little bit
0: more violent or at least more shocking for her. Yeah.
1: Uh, Kane is basically showing her all the things uh, he could give her if she promised to...
0: Let the whole key thing go. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> she basically ends up finding her baby that uh, she didn't have a name for in her dream, and it makes her very confused and really like throws her for a loop. <clears throat> and um, she, while she's trapped in his dream trying to get out, she can hear Finn banging on the door because he can hear her screaming. Um, and he can't seem to get into the house and do anything, and she's, like, trapped in a dream. Anyway, she finally wakes up, she lets Finn, Flynn, back in the house, and then they talk about the dream and everybody's feelings. They have sex again, and, um, everything's okay?
1: Mostly, yeah. Mostly okay. Um... Yeah, and then he Every, pretty much organizes girls. her, Dana, as a babysitter. Yeah. Um... And we have this... I have to say, I probably like Dana most out of all the chicks.
0: Yeah, we Dana's this, my favorite as well.
1: We have this great wording of her, because now we're... Like, she she finds out that Jordan is, is already there, and then she says... Um, No problem for me. He doesn't exist in my reality. I long ago drowned him in a vat of Ebola. It was a messy yet oddly satisfying task. Yeah. I definitely like all of the vivid, violent descriptions. Oh, it gets better in
0: her book. In the second one, it's pretty good. If you actually gave a shit about, you know, (laughs) reading the second one. Yeah.
1: I'd I'd have to cut. I've had a would have to cut all the good scenes from her out of the second one. It's too much work. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah so um, we have Dana meeting Jordan again and them fighting slightly and Jordan trying to make a move on her and her going, what the fuck are you doing? What? He makes a move on her in this book? I didn't think it was in this book. but all Yeah, right. in the kitchen, he's like... Oh, it's oh, yeah. some sort of banter, and then um, he tries to. I think he tries to kiss her. She then tries to stab him, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, she steps back and grabs a knife off the kitchen counter and pretty much tells him that if he tries that again, she's going to hack his fingers off. Brilliant. Brilliant. I uh, love that. her. Dana is my
0: favorite. Yes.
1: Try that again and you'll be bleeding from various fatal wounds.
0: (laughs) Yes. Definitely. This is is why Dane is our favorite.
2: Yes.
1: Okay. And then we um, have some more debating about the symbols and the paintings and all that. Um, Mallory stays there to study the new painting from Jordan. Dana leaves. Jordan assumes babysitting duties. Um, then I think we have the girls night, right? The whole Manny and Penny. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, where session. they uh, decide to play with the Ouija board.
1: Ouija yes. board. How do you play the Luigi game? <laughs> uh, it was just, yeah. I, I skimmed a... A little bit over that part, because it just... I don't know, I was getting slightly irritated at this point.
0: Oh, we're, like, most of the way there now.
1: Yeah. And then... Some kind of... Basically, they made, like, a mystical invitation or some shit. And... Well, Weena shows up and goes, like, what the hell are you doing? This is a bad idea.
0: Yeah, so they just kind of, like, open the gateway because they're, like, now they believe and they're committed enough and this is something that they want. And Rowena's like, yeah, the fuck were you doing? Like, excuse me? And then she, like, pours salt on it and, like, burns it. She's like, we are not playing with this magic again. Don't be stupid. And then she stays and gets her cut as well, I think, or some shit. Yeah, she stays in for the girls' night, which I thought was kind of great.
1: And then she, she gives Mallory a crystal to keep her safe in her dreams. Yeah, gives her a really good night's sleep. Yeah, and then next day Mallory visits Flynn again, I think. At, was it at his place or was it at the newspaper? I can't remember. No, was it was at his place because she... Um, she sees Jordan in just his underwear, and Flynn goes, "Put some clothes on."
0: No, that's from when she comes through the first time, right after um Flynn has his dream, and she like sees uh, Jordan okay. in his underwear, and then sees Brad in, in, yes. her, in his underwear, and she's like, Oof, A morning full of naked men. Yeah, yeah. Um, but after the afterwards she goes over to Flynn's house. She goes to visit him at the dispatch and she sees him and she's like, I know this is a really personal thing, but I want to like go through your house. Um, And he was like, mm, okay. And she's like, I think the key is there or like the key is surrounding it. Cause I like making a choice about like where you've chosen to be and where I've chosen to be and all those connections. And he's like, yeah, okay, you can go through it. And she basically does a massive cleaning blitz on his house and then starts making him dinner and he was yeah. like, he came, he he was coming home being like, ah, I've got like, I've got this, this is my ace. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna like woo her and take her out to fancy dinner. Um,
1: um, in between of that, we have the the scene of Zoe and Brad meeting at the new the new building for their business. Oh yeah, yeah. That's right. Where he basically they have a semi civil conversation about her plans for her her attic in there for the cellar. And, yeah. Him basically going, we're going to have a sale at the the tool shop or whatever he's running. And it, it ends more or less better than the last time, at least homemakers.
0: He, he runs homemakers. They're going to have a sale. Yes. They're going to have a sale on paint.
1: Yes. Um,
0: we also forgot to mention that they get another message from the Ouija board, which is your death. Yeah. Or you're just, all going to die, or something in those veins. Which is,
1: you know, great. Yeah. Yeah. Just excellent. I also I don't know which um what was it? Um I think it was probably Dana again, who who went that um uh, that that she did a pajama party as a kid before with a Ouija board or something. Oh yeah, and, and, and still the name for of the man a, she was ma- supposed yeah the man she was supposed to marry the name that came up was Pitspa. <laughs> and she's still waiting for Pitspa. Yeah. And then at some point as they're setting it all up and Zoe's like super focused and like let's get into this and what what question should we do? And Dana just goes, can it be about the love of my life? I pine for Pittsburgh <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which yes. yes, that
1: was hilarious. Um
0: thoroughly entertained. Yes.
2: Um and, yeah, I think
1: then we have the the whole uh, cooking for him in the now clean house yeah. scene. Yeah,
0: and she finds this huge bag of dog food that was hidden in the oven. That amuses me.
1: <laughs> I thought it was in the dishwasher.
0: No, oh, maybe it was in the dishwasher. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. And oh, also, he, he wrote some kind of article... That she, oh, yeah. she read just before about how it's not always somebody who draws who creates art, but everybody in their own way creates art and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, setting the – this is after the
0: the – what is it called? The meatloaf thing is it person who manages to put, you know, a meal on the table every night for all the people that um, – That they love how, like, that is that not art? And every person who manages to fully write their name, are they not constructing for themselves their own kind of artwork? Anyway, it's very... So she
1: decides to make him some meatloaf. Yeah. Because that's just sweet. Yeah. Anyway, so that
0: works. He gets in her pants, um, which is great for him, I guess. He loves her on the ugly couch. On the ugly couch. Anyway, and, and she's now everything's sold going to on covered. the couch. Yeah. Because that's how you get No, 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 she will move in as long as he gets rid of the couch. Or, no, wait. No, no she said... Line. Promise me, you will never get rid of his couch. Yeah. You're right, you're right. It's she's now sold rule.
1: on the couch. So if you want to keep the ugly couch, fellas, make sure you tell her that she loves her on that couch. On the couch. Um. <laughs> if you have an ugly bread maker... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a bit more tricky, but you can work with
0: it. <laughs> Terrible. Anyway, we're in the final chapter. Here we go. We're going to reach some conclusions. Well, so Not really, but sure. <laughs> yes. They arrive at the house, at the house that they bought together, in which they're all starting their businesses in. They're yes, very excited. Mallory realized that the key must be there. I mean, not really. I think they go there to just do work on the house to start off, and then as they're like changing the locks, um, like Zoe unlocks the door and they all step over the threshold, and Mallory's like, oh, this is the house that was in my dream, and then everything just kind of goes black and spooky. Great mist rolls in. A huge storm enters the valley. There's lightning. There's thunder. Finn is driving. Everything is really exciting. Anyway, Finn like pulls up to the house. Mo's going crazy. He dashes off into the house. Mo like stumbles in there as well. He like finds Dana, and she's like, "I've been trapped in this terrible dream. Ooh, where's Mallory?" And he's like, "You fine now. Just like sit here. I'm going for her." Uh, he and then Dana's like, Zoe. "No, I'm not taking any shit. I'm going with you." Yeah, they then find Zoe, who's going through the same thing. They keep climbing, the, and then she's like, oh, he's got her! He's got her! Mallory's upstairs! You're like, how does Zoe know that? Like, how did she get more information than Dana? That aside, they keep going upstairs. They go into the attic. Mallory is trapped in the attic behind this giant wall of painful ice thing. Every time they touch it, <laughs> they get sapped with cold ice things. Misty mist. Misty mist wall. Um, And Mallory is going through this weird process of, like, acting out painting in their reality but in her reality it's like nice and toasty in the attic she's back in that first dream and she's like painting her newest masterpiece this is going to be the greatest work of art she's ever produced and it's going to be brilliant as somebody who could never paint before this is like the greatest thing she's ever dreamed of and so she's painting and kane is there trying to like talk to her about her art and her process and she's like, well aware that it's a dream. And he's like, Yeah, this is brilliant. I'm so glad you've decided to stay in this dream. And everything is going to be grand. And you're going to have your baby and Flint. And everything is going to work out and be toasty and warm. And it's blowing a gale outside on the other side of this weird mist wall. And Finn is like shouting at her. And they're all being like, No, we love you. Come back. And she's like, Shut up, guys. I need to get this thing done. And like, Mallory. Ah, ah. Um, and he's being like, she can hear you, Flynn, she's responding to your voice! Um, yeah, and then Mallory paints the key into existence. Yeah.
1: um, It gave me a, it gave me a Mortal Instruments flashback of the whole, let's hide an object inside a painting. This book was written first! I know, but I read the Mortal (laughs) Instruments first, so I it can't give me a flashback the other way around. I can't uh, remember something fine. I haven't read. Fine.
0: Yes, it does kind of have some Mortal instruments vibes there. Anyway, she paints the key into existence. Uh, she defeats Cain, basically, by pulling the key out, and then he has no power over them for some reason. I don't know why he leaves. Um,
1: yeah, it's, it's not explained. They just go with... And now everything is well, ex machina, don't ask questions. But the the mission is accomplished, finally. They go back up to the hill to Pete and Rowena, and they're all, like, super happy and glad. They get out the glass box, and she gets to turn the first key, and the, uh, the keyhole, and the key disappear, and they're all optimistic.
0: Yeah, uh, apparently the yeah. key the key that gleamed in a beam of light that cut the shadows like a gilded sword. The mist rolled as he cursed her. As he lifted his hands to strike, both Finn and Mo burst through the wall with a barrage of sharp staccato box s-t-a-c-c-a-t-o Bucks, Mark, Mo leapt. Basically, Mo defeats Kane. There we go. The dog <laughs> wins. Yes.
1: <clears throat> Cause Mo is life.
0: Mo is life. Mo is the best character in this whole series. Definitely. He should have gotten all the cookies. <laughs> he does deserve all the cookies. Anyway, so yes. Then they take the key back up, and everything is great and grand, and the book is over. Ta-da! they have Fancy Lamb in the castle, which is my dream. One we're gonna have Fancy Lamb in the castle.
1: Yes, definitely. Well, we'll get a butler and we'll call him Pete. It'll be grand.
0: It'll be fan-fucking-tastic. Anyway, so, are you still only giving this
1: book one star? I will agree to two stars. The half star is for Dana. That's as high as I'm gonna go.
0: Okay, two and a half stars then.
1: No, two.
0: (laughs) Damn it. All right. Well, I'm still giving it three and a half. I love these books, I think. I read them every time I'm sad and I need to believe in love again. I mean,
1: that's good. For me, it has oddly the the opposing effect. When I read them, I believe less in (laughs) love. I think I I need the, the cruel, realistic view on it that some other books give you, where there's still a happy end, but. everybody is willing to accept that it might not be as convenient as happy as, as all the cliché stories tell us and that's fine
0: Just because you're cynical and cold Yes, yes I am. One day One day you're going to get a happily ever after
1: And then I'll knock it down with my cold cold <laughs> <heart>. <laughs> uh, Quite possibly Quite possibly Okay Oh well
0: well, yeah, still giving it three stars, so screw you. Well, that's fine. I'll live. Yeah. Well, so you can join us uh, next
1: week when we review. What are we reviewing next week? It's a Darker Shade of Magic. We're doing a Schwab <laughs> book. It's probably yeah, not how to da- pronounce the name, but I fucking love pronouncing it that way. So.
0: Okay. Well, we're doing a Schwab novel tomorrow <laughs> next week.
1: Um,
0: you can. Follow us on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, Catch like our next episode yeah. somewhere on here. Whatever you are listening to this on, we will probably have more episodes on that platform. Please yes. like, Listen and subscribe, share all the things. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Bye.